You're listening to The Moment, compelling conversations with amazing Canberra women. Hosted by award-winning journalist, Ginger Gorman. Today, Ginger talks to project manager, Pip Selden, about the day her brother died and how she now plans to help tradies all over the country live healthier lives. And a content warning here, this audio does contain discussion of suicide. If you or someone close to you need support right now, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. That's 13 11 14. It was August in 2009 and my mum came up with this great idea that it'd be a good thing to get the family together. My mum uh, my and my dad, my two brothers, I'm the youngest of three, and partners, wives, my two nephews, and uh, have a family holiday up at uh, Rainbow Beach in Queensland. And it was something that we hadn't done as a family since we were kids. And I remember as kids, we would always load the five of us up camping gear, fishing gear, you know, we probably look like the clampets in uh, in the car going up to Stradbroke or Morton or Fraser Island and um, that's where we'd spend our, our school holidays. I think this time round it was only about four days we were away. It was a chance for us to spend some time together as a family. I moved to Canberra about five months earlier so... Um, the rest of the family was all still in Brisbane so for me it was um, it was pretty special and and probably for all of us I think whether we realized it at the time or not having that time together as a family was pretty special. What do you remember about it? Look I mean it was it's pretty casual I mean we we just did the really simple basic things that you know, just being together as a family and spending time down on the beach, you know, building sandcastles with my middle brother Owen, his children, um, and they were both only, I think, sort of six months and about two years at the time. So just having that time to just really connect as a family and just, you know, just enjoy the real simple pleasures, I guess, of life and, and just being together. And did you hang out much with your older brother, Dale, on that holiday? Look, I did. Nothing, I guess, it was specifically just he and I. You know, we just all spent time together. Owen and Dale got the opportunity to go fishing, you know, early one morning, um, which for them, you know, that was uh, something that they both loved doing. So for them, that was great. And then you went back to Canberra? Yeah, so after those uh, those four days, I flew back to Canberra and I was starting a new job here. Owen and Dale and their families went back to Brisbane and, and mum and dad actually headed uh, out west. They were heading off on their first official trip as grey nomads. It was about three or four weeks after that trip and I still remember so clearly the phone call that I got on the night of the 5th of September. Um, I don't know how he did it, but Owen probably mustered up all the courage he had to bravely tell me that Dale had committed suicide. 
Dale um, is our eldest brother, so he's the oldest of the three, and, and at the time he was 35. So young. It is, it is. I mean, at 35, you've got your, you know, your life's just starting. Um, you've got your whole, your whole life in front of you. What did you think? I mean, that's a really almost surreal thing for somebody to ring and tell you. I think, I don't know how long I sat on the floor in my bedroom for in in just a state of shock. I think very much in disbelief. I never in a million years expected to receive a phone call like that. It was completely out of the blue and, and the time that we spent together as a family just three weeks earlier never um, never indicated that there was any any kind of problem so for me it was um, it was a huge shock and that morning I think the phone call I got was you know around midnight and I I sat there and I, then I think I, I just, I don't know, this autopilot kicked in. I knew I needed to get on the first flight back to Brisbane. I booked a flight, I packed a bag and, and got myself to the airport. And and I think it was only when I was probably on that plane and, and up in the air that it actually, the reality of what had happened actually hit me. And I think that was the first time that I actually started to cry. Um, I realised that, you know, those family holidays like we had just three weeks earlier weren't going to be the same ever again. And also that you're never going to have a conversation again. It seems hard to understand. Like your brother had always been there as your oldest brother and now there's just a gap. Yeah. It... um uh, look, it's it's left a huge void. Um, we, as kids, I think um, Dale and I were very different, but we had this connection that was different to my own, you know, relationship with Owen. And we didn't do the same things. We had, you know, different interests, but um, whether it was the oldest and the youngest, I don't know, but there was just this special connection that we had. So... Yeah, it was that initial shock. It was, it, you know, it was just, it was hard to comprehend. It really was. You said that it happened out of the blue. How do you understand it now? I'm a real details person. And for me, it was so tough to try and understand why he made the decision that he did. Um, and it's, it's so easy to continue to go over things and play things over in your mind and, and ask questions and knowing though that you're never going to get those answers. So I I really struggled early on and I talked to so many people and I I guess I had to, for myself, try and piece together the information so that I could kind of come up with my own opinion on why he, you know, why he did what he did. And, and I guess over time it's become easier for me to, I guess, to be at peace with, with what's happened. Um, and it's taken a while to get there. It's taken a long time to get there, but it's just been gradual. And so 
what are those pieces that you have tried to put together, Pip? About about a year after uh, Dale passed, I put myself through OzHelp's Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training Course. And for me, I wanted to know as much as I could about how I could help someone who was at risk of suicide. So, you know, I'd experienced the heartbreak of losing someone you love in that way and I wanted to talk about it. I needed to know what I could do, what, you know, everyday people could do to help someone Um, because I didn't want someone else or another family to have to go through and feel the pain that we felt. After doing that course, and at times that doing that course was like a kick in the guts because it highlighted some things that um, perhaps were signs that he was, you know, things that might have been going on in his life that that he hid so well and that we didn't, you know, we really didn't see and, you know, we didn't see or his, his mates didn't see, um, his friends and, and that, the social circle that were around him. Like what? Um, look, I think that our lifestyle, our um, our life practices have a huge effect on on our our thoughts, our feelings, our mood, um, our emotions. Um, you know, whether we're whether we're stressed at work, um, that often brings out. You know, that there, there might be concerns, financial concerns, because of of lack of work. You know, there's what we eat, what we drink, all of those things can have a huge effect on our emotional well-being. You work in the construction industry and your brother was a tradie too and you somehow connected that to what happened to him. I did. I've been a project manager in the construction industry and that job that I was starting just post coming back from that trip was the role that I'm in now and um, Dale I guess the best way to describe Dale was um, he's a typical Aussie bloke Um, he's a carpenter and he's a typical Aussie bloke but I always felt that he had a soft side he had a, a heart of gold if someone needed something if one of his mates needed you know a deck build at their house he'd be there if we needed something as his family he'd always be there so he had a real soft side. It's just that he didn't often show that. And what people saw was this kind of, you know, rough, rugged exterior, but they, they often didn't see what was on the inside. And, I mean, he obviously didn't show that to people because he didn't feel able to reach out for help. And I think that's the the culture within whether it's particularly the construction industry or whether it's, uh, you know, the, the, the perception of, of males and, um, and there's a real need, I think, for change in that area because it shouldn't, you know, opening up and, and expressing your emotions and what you're feeling, you shouldn't be judged by it. You came up with this incredible idea for what you call the Healthy Trady Project. What's that? I started my um, formal studies in nutrition in 2015 and I guess it was from those studies that I really began to learn the huge impact that what we eat 
can have on how we feel, um, how we think, our mood, uh, how we sleep and our mental clarity. So I've obviously, I, I work in the construction industry. Dale's a carpenter. Owen uh, is an electrician. Uh, so I guess the industries is in our, in our family and I feel like there's wellness in all of us. It's just that through nutrition and exercise and lifestyle practices, they're the things that are going to bring out the, the happiest and healthiest version of ourselves. The thing is though, Pip, on building sites and among tradies in general, like they work bloody hard, they work long hours, they are often shoveling junk food into their mouths so they can keep working. This is not an easy idea that necessarily fits with the current culture is that right it is right <laughs> it's um it's it's certainly going to be a hard a hard nut to crack but i believe that there's really there are some real fundamentals that we can change that will have a huge impact on the industry and just offering some education to these guys and whether it's apprentices that are just starting out or, um, you know, or those that have been in the industry for some time, actually giving these guys some education about the effects that the food they're eating and the effects of their lifestyle, what that's actually doing to them. Is it just food or is it also other things like exercise and mindfulness and other things that might feed into that i think it's a, a holistic approach so it it involves exercise it involves nutrition it involves mindfulness it involves sleep it's all of those things combined um it's it's not one one or the other i'm just wondering how you're going to go rocking up to a building site and trying to convince these guys in high-vis gear that are shoveling pies into their mouths to come and eat salad and do some yoga. <laughs> I um I mean one of the one of the greatest things I mean I'm I'm there every day. I mix with them every day on site. So for me, I'm comfortable stepping onto site and talking to these guys about it. And you know, it's it's actually really surprising when you do start talking to some of these guys that there's some healthy ones out there. Um there really is and I think the more others start and see that then my hope is that it will create a bit of a ripple effect. Pip, I guess we're having a little bit of a light-hearted joke about it in a way, but if you think about what happened to Dale, you must see this is something quite urgent. I do. Look, I'm so passionate about creating a change within the industry. I mean, over the last six months, I guess I've really cracked open in a good way and I've allowed myself to be a bit vulnerable and to be able to be guided perhaps and and maybe it's through Dale's guidance that I founded the Healthy Tradie Project but I, I just believe so much in encouraging these guys to be really open-minded and enthusiastic about wanting to live a healthy and happy life. So where to now for you? What are you going to do to try and spread the word, if you like? 
So mid-June, uh, Monday the 13th of June, is the start of Men's Health Week. And to coincide with that, I am working hard to launch my 21-day tradie transformation program. And, and that's going to focus on all of those elements, the nutrition, the exercise, the sleep, the stress. Um, it's, a, I guess, a Kickstarter to get guys on the right track. But my vision is to see all apprentices across Australia undertake a program that focuses on nutrition and exercise. Um, I'd love to see employers pushing the health and the nutrition side of things with their staff in their health and wellbeing programs because I think, you know, occupational health and safety is so much more than just signing a piece of paper or, um, you know, talking about what tasks you're actually doing out there on site. I think we really need to focus more on on our people and how they're feeling and and actually stop and listen to the answer. You've been listening to The Moment, compelling conversations with amazing Canberra women, hosted by award-winning journalist Ginger Gorman. Today, Ginger has been talking to Pip Selden about her amazing project to encourage tradies to live healthier lives. You can find more episodes of The Moment on the Her Canberra website or download them from iTunes. <laughs>